Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Many of you know that one of the most important movements, if you will, in workplace law in the last couple of years has been DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And there is, of course, a ton of information out there in terms of what DEI means, how you can make sure that you are creating a culture of DEI, how to make sure that you're selecting vendors and clients and consultants who embody your principles of DEI. So there's a lot going on out there. And as some of you probably know, our firm is actually very well regarded in the DEI space because we have a couple of experts who do amazing work, Eric Glassman and Julia Melnico Ensel. Julia just got a great certificate from the Cornell Law School uh, program on DEI, and Eric's been teaching DEI for years. So Together, they do training, they do advice, they do all kinds of DEI-related stuff. What I want to talk to you about today is a letter that we feel is missing from DEI. It's the letter B for belonging. And the more we teach about DEI, the more we think about DEI, the more we realize that what we're really trying to accomplish with diversity, equity, and inclusion is creating an environment where people feel like they belong, where they understand that although they may not always get what they want, they have a voice in the organization, they have a seat at the table. So one of the things that we see clients do frequently is in their effort to create a more equal, diverse workplace, they often skip over this idea of belonging. There's this idea, I think, sometimes that DE&I is a quick fix, right? You go down the list, you see what your team looks like in terms of race, color, sex, national origin, marital status, gender identity, etc. You see where you might be, might be underrepresented. You go out, you try to fill those spots, and you feel like you've done your job and you can take that off your list. In reality, of course, DE&I is a culture. It is what organizations strive for when they are understanding the value that every person brings to the table. DE&I cannot just be a thing on our to-do list. It has to be part of who we are, what we think, what we value, what we strive for. And that B for belonging, I think, really helps us get there because it's this idea of making sure that even though people have different viewpoints, different values, different perspectives, different ways of solving problems, we're all there to do the same thing, right? We're, we're all there to recognize what other people bring to the table and achieve the organization's goals, whether we're talking about short-term goals or long-term goals. So belonging is something that I think needs to be part of the equation. I know DEIB isn't as jazzy, but this this concept of collaboration and teamwork can't be lost. Now, having said that, of course, how do you do it? How do you encourage belonging? How do you promote DEI 
without discriminating, right? One of the things that we find ourselves counseling employers on a lot is that you don't want to try to improve your DEI in the final decision. So when you're making your employment decision, hiring decision, promotional decision, whatever it may be, that's not when you should start thinking about DEI, right? You need to think about it when you're recruiting. You got to back up the bus a little bit. Who am I bringing to the table? Where am I getting these candidates? And obviously, in an environment like we have right now, where according to some estimates, there are three jobs available for every one person who's looking for a job. This is tough, right? It's tough to think about what should my workplace look like when what I really need is someone who's breathing, right? What I really need is just someone to come in and fill this job. So I've worked with a lot of organizations on DEI initiatives. And I think the first thing you need to do as an employer is really think about what are the goals we want to achieve? What are we trying to do? Where are we not only underrepresented in terms of protected categories, but where are we underrepresented in terms of folks who come in and then leave the organization? How good are we at home growing leaders? And if we're not so good at that, why not? And what do we need to be thinking about? So we've got to have a strategy. And again, it's not a strategy that should start at the final decision when you're trying to fill a position. It's a strategy that needs to start way further back when we're talking about how we recruit, how we treat our current employees so they are more likely to recommend us to prospective employees, right? We don't want to forget about the people who are already sitting in our chairs. There's a great commercial. It's an AT&T commercial and it's for cell phones, right? And they talk about, well, we have this great new deal for new um, clients, new customers. And then the old customer comes in and says, what about me? And they turn the sign around, right? Oh yes, we help you too. We offer the same deal to our current customers and to our new customers. That's really important, right? I don't want to be told, well, because I've been with AT&T for 20 years, I don't get the a new iPhone. But the new person who hops along to different carriers all the time, they do, right? They get it for free and I got to pay for it. So there's this idea of not forgetting who we already have sitting in our chair, not forgetting who's already in the organization and figuring out how we can leverage them to bring in a more diverse group from the outside. Now, belonging is a great way to do that, right? Because when people feel like they belong, they have a place, they have a role, they are heard, even if not always agreed with, they are more likely, study after study shows this, they are more likely to recommend to other folks that they come to the organization, right? Either as employees or as third parties, vendors, customers, clients, etc. So the belonging is critical for people's own sense of self, their own identity in the workplace to make them feel like their perspective matters, their position matters, and their voice can be heard. The other place that belonging really matters, is, I think can bring a lot to an organization, is when you're thinking about promoting. A lot of times we have these preconceived ideas about the quote, perfect candidate for the promotion, right? These are the skills they should have. These are the, this is the experience they should have. 
These are the perspectives they should share with us. And the truth is, sometimes the best candidate is the person who is a surprise, right? You didn't predict that they were going to be the best candidate. You didn't prejudge the situation. You let it sort of all happen organically. And then you realize when you're sitting down looking at the candidates, oh my gosh, this really is the best person for this job. DEI is not about, oh, if you're from a majority group, we don't consider you until we fill up the ranks with um, the other folks who need to be in this organization so that we can call ourselves diverse. The US Supreme Court says that's discrimination. So even though that's how it used to work, right? That used to be um, how affirmative action was defined. That's not how it's defined any longer. Because the idea is you can't discriminate against one group to remedy discrimination against another. And luckily that concept is now well-rooted in the law and it's very clear that we have to take a more difficult approach. By the way, that was an easier way to go, right? Unless you have this race, we don't care where you are in the applicant pool, we're not going to consider you because we're really looking for other individuals so that we can be a more diverse group. So I realize some of this is going to be controversial, but in my mind, it really shouldn't be. Every decision we make in the workplace should be based on skills, qualifications, and abilities. Somebody's race or sex or national origin or marital status or gender identity or military status or religious belief isn't about their skills, qualifications, or abilities. Unless it's, of course, what we call a bona fide occupational qualification, right? Where if you want to be a rabbi uh, in a Jewish synagogue, you're going to have to be Jewish, right? And that job requires you to have a particular religious belief. No different than a Catholic priest, right? Right now, you can't be a female and be a Catholic priest. That's the way it works. Now, we can all have our discussions about that, but those are what's called bona fide occupational qualifications, right? The very nature of the job requires someone to be of one of those groups. Most of the jobs we're talking about in the world, there is no bona fide occupational qualification related to a protected characteristic, race or color, or any of those other characteristics we've mentioned. Instead, what we're trying to do with DEI and now belonging is bring people to the table that make the organization more successful. We're not doing it just because we want to check a box. We're doing it because we believe and we know that by having more diverse people in the workplace, we will be more successful. We will be better able to connect with our um, clients and our customers. We will be able to better attract star candidates and keep star employees if we've got this broader perspective. So DEI, as I said earlier, is, is not going to work if we look at it as a quick fix. And I think by adding the B for belonging, it helps us recognize the investment that we have to make as the employer, the investment we have to make as a manager or supervisor as a leader in an organization, making sure that we create a culture and an environment where people do feel valued, where people's voices, again, can be heard, not necessarily agreed with, right? There are going to be things that we have different perspectives about, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But if we really look at what diversity, equity, and inclusion is about, it is about making us a stronger organization because everyone in the organization has something to bring to the table, something that may be different than what somebody else is going to bring. So that value really impacts the bottom line. And we've seen study after study after study that has borne this out. When you've got a more diverse workplace, when you have people who feel like they belong, when they feel like they are included and they are being treated fairly and equally, you will get more productivity. You will get better retention. You will get a better and stronger recruitment. So when you're thinking about a DEI program, first of all, think about your goal. What do you need? What are you trying to do? Second of all, think about what are your methods? What are you going to do to bring more diverse people to the table? Way before the final decision. How do you get applicants interested? Do you need to start a mentoring program? Do you need to start a program in the high schools? What do you need to do? You know, Silicon Valley has been doing this for years where they're trying to get more women involved uh, in high tech. So they're going into middle schools and high schools and they're sponsoring mentorship programs and they're doing externships where these these folks can come work um, at the company and get some experience. Now, those kinds of programs often exclude others. So we have to be careful how we do that, right? It's not that we're excluding other groups, it's that it's that we're encouraging the individuals who we want to hear more from, right? We're encouraging them to give us a try, to, to give them the confidence and the support they need to, to come in and see what they can do along with everybody else. So we're obviously huge proponents of DEI. We think belonging is a critical component. Obviously, take some time. If you don't already have a program in place, everyone should. All employers, large and small, private and public, it doesn't matter. You really do need to think about how you're going to integrate DEI into your workplace and how you're going to foster a culture of belonging and teamwork and collaboration. Thank you all for joining us today. Be well and Happy New Year. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.